Welcome to Elevate Podcast, the fastest way to elevate your life. Brought to you by elevatebooks.com. Hello and welcome to another one of our Elevate Podcasts. My name is Benjamin J. Harvey, the Difference Maker Mentor. And once again, we have the pleasure of interviewing an international best-selling author from the Elevate series. To find out more about them or any of the other authors from the Elevate series, be sure to check out elevatebooks.com where you'll find a bunch of additional information and plenty of highly valuable free resources you can download immediately to further assist you in elevating all areas of your life. So today we're speaking with Trudy Pavlovsky. Now, Trudy is an accredited NLP trainer, executive results and performance coach, certified in Ericksonian hypnosis and training and assessing. Trudy is also a Reiki master with over a decade of coaching and training experience, having delivered well over 6,000 hours of one-on-one and group training during the last decade. Previously in her working career, Trudy was a sales trainer, progressing to state and national management roles for companies like Cotton On, Diva, and Spend Less Shoes. Now, Trudy really focuses on helping you reach higher levels of performance in your life, find your voice, and speak your message. The cool thing about Trudy's clients is they are free thinkers who really seek something that is beyond the average. So if you are looking for like cookie cutter advice or someone that's going to hand you like their swipe file and call it a day, I can assure you Trudy is not the one for you. What Trudy really does is she helps you get your vision and mission aligned. And she does this by connecting the science and the spirituality so you do amazing things with your life and embrace everything that you desire. So please join me in welcoming to the show, Trudy Pavlovsky. Trudy, how are you? I'm very good. Thank you, Ben. It's good to be uh, here. It is good to be here. I've been looking forward to this. I was getting excited. excited. I'm like, yeah, yeah, we're going to be chatting with Trudy today. And I, I, I just, I, I know that for someone like you, you, you've got so many incredible strengths and talents that you've built up over the years and you've just kicked so many goals. And I, I, I guess for me, everyone sort of lands at some point in their life and they sort of pick where they're going to go. And I just know that having watched over the years, the, the level of transformation and support that you've been providing to women all over the world, specifically through your Embrace program, has, has been quite phenomenal. So I guess what I want to know is what led us to in, the Embrace concept and, and to have you here now doing such remarkable work with women around the world. What is it that, that, that set you on that journey that lit you up, that you know, got you aligned to that, that concept? Oh, well, it's, uh, it's been a lifetime journey. Um, if somebody had have said to me 20 years ago that I would end up here, I would have laughed in their face pretty much. Uh, <laughs> this has been born out of very self-destructive behaviours, uh, no self-esteem, low self-worth, non-existent self-worth, let's be honest, um, to really deciding that, you know, that little voice that's always been with me, that I was worthy of something, I had a message that there was a way for me to find my voice. And in my journey in getting here, you know, I just saw so many other women who were struggling, who didn't have the resources that, or the resourcefulness that I did. And that's led me here to doing what I'm doing today, which is, you know, 
whether it's one-on-one or through Embrace, supporting women to really find their voice and be okay with boundaries and, you know, putting themselves first and releasing shame and guilt and judgment and, you know, giving themselves permission to be able to go, you know what, that's what I want and I can have it all. So that's it in a very small uh, synopsis. I, I, I like it. I know, I know there's a lot of listeners out there, uh, you know, women that are dialing in and they, they, they tune into these podcasts. And when we get to interview someone of, of your incredible expertise, I, I think I always like to put myself in their shoes and think to think myself, all right, I want to go out there and, and embrace who I truly am. I, I want to set these boundaries. What am I meant to do? How do I practically take the next steps in my life to being able to embrace my desires? I think one of the biggest things, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of women that are going to relate to this, it's being able to give yourself permission. Because especially for women around my age, we've grown up with the whole thing of like, you have to ask somebody. Little girls are expected to be quiet. We're the nurturing sex, so everybody else's needs have to come first. And when we can actually go, whoa, hang on, stop right there. I've given my whole life to everybody else. And when we give ourselves permission to say, I'm allowed and make that decision, I am going to put myself first, that's where the transformation begins. Because until you are ready to stop being subservient and sacrifice and martyr yourself because of outdated beliefs you were raised with, nothing can actually change. Not to a really deep, lasting level. Not change that sticks. So it really starts with permission in my book. Got it. So it sounds like the the, the core idea or the starting point is to sort of what make yourself like priority number one or something. Is that is that the idea there? Oh, for sure. For sure. I'm working currently with a lady who's 55 who has never, ever put herself first. And she's now putting in boundaries. And the pushback and kickback from her family, they're like, wait, hang on. <laughs> but 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 what about what about hang on? You you always just dropped everything for us. And it's it's just so amazing to watch her transform mm. and the relief in her life to be able to say, yeah, I'm I'm allowed to put myself first. Not and it's not just doing activities and things, it's you know, her mental health, her emotional health, her physical health. And seeing that transformation is is huge and it's so powerful to witness. I, I like use this word boundaries. And I, I think boundaries is something that, that comes up so often. And I would, you know, from, from my side of things, I think people struggle with what a boundary, first of all, even is. Then how you set one, right? And then once yeah. it's set, how do you actually make the thing work? So I, I guess what I'd like to know is what is your definition of a boundary and, and how do we go and create them? Okay, I think with a boundary uh, for me is being able to say this works for me, this suits for me, this supports my life. And when you put that in place, 
you're not having to sacrifice yourself or martyr yourself mm. or you're not sitting in a space of feeling like you've somehow lost or um, somebody's taken advantage of you, that by putting this parameter, rule, guideline, however you want to describe it, putting this thing in place that allows you to live your best life, uh, that's to me what a boundary is. And being able to do it from a place where you can't be manipulated to step back from it, where you don't feel guilt or shame or judgment around it, where it's you being able to go, this is what I desire for my best life, this action, this response, this behavior, whatever it is, and implementing that and being able to hold firm to it. So whether it's saying to people, I'm no longer available for dropping everything for you, changing my plans, um, putting myself second anymore, anything like that, like that's to me, that's a boundary that's putting it in and that's healthy. And being able to put yourself first, I think, is one of the most powerful gifts that you can give yourself for your best life. Yeah, I definitely find that for some reason the word selfish is given a, a, a bad meaning. But I, I, the more I sort of speak to people who in the past have not had clear boundaries and, and then all of a sudden they work out that being selfish is okay, like, like selfish with their time, selfish with what they choose to, how they choose to spend it and so on, I find that they end up in a much happier place happier place like I'm super selfish I don't care like if somebody wants to throw that that at me that say oh Trudy you're so selfish I'm like well what are you attempting to manipulate me into doing mm. like to me now it's like the complete opposite of what it used to be mm. that whole like oh my gosh I'm being selfish I need to put everybody else first like I'm a horrible person it's like no, I am selfish. I respect myself. I know my worth. I know my values. So there's been a complete reframe around what selfish actually means in my vocabulary. Mm. So you can call me that if you want. And I'm just going to look at you and go, well, what are you not getting from me that you're not actually asking me for? Mm. Yeah, I think that's I a, think a, selfish. Yeah, I think that's a big thing for people to just realize that there's nothing wrong with that concept and quite often the person calling you selfish as you pointed out is probably just wanting something from you and they can't get it yep um so tell me i know you work with so many women from so many different walks of life and you really do help them take ownership of what they truly desire and more importantly you help them rewrite that story of all the stuff they've been told that really isn't true stuff that they've probably read in books or been read to them when they were growing up and the list goes on what do you find with the people you work with? What are some of the more common boundaries that that they set, you know, quite early on with working with you? Like, you know, with the hundreds of people you've worked with, what would you say are the, the most common boundaries that people need to start with? Like where, if I'm putting a list together, what what should I be contemplating as to, to go on that list as a starting Time. point? Time is a huge boundary when uh, people are demanding of your time and it's 
disrespecting what you have already decided what you want to do with your time or there's manipulation around how you choose to spend your time people demanding more time than you have the energy or the capacity to give them time is a huge uh huge thing around boundary another one that comes up quite a lot as well is uh work and uh relationship and the time spent and given and fulfilling other people's needs over uh, your own needs so with work for example it's you know and especially since uh, COVID and working from home people are working more hours mm. uh, there's more inclination to check the email so it's definitely putting boundaries around that and you know you're not available to check your emails at 7 30 at night you're not paid for that but also teaching and getting that understanding around <laughs> The world isn't going to collapse if you don't check your emails until tomorrow, if you don't respond straight away. So there's lots of different boundaries. And from my corporate career and my career in retail, we were trained and conditioned. We were on call 24 hours a day. There was no rest. And mentally that's draining your capacity to relax and enjoy your life is minimized. So how can you enjoy your life and be happy and connect with the people that are in front of you if you're constantly worried about checking your emails or you're upsetting somebody that you're not doing something that doesn't suit you. So boundaries around time and your capacity to give and you choosing what you want to do first, they're, they're big boundaries. It, so it does just keep coming back to putting yourself first. So once a person sets, you know, a boundary, right, how do they maintain it? I, I, like, I like the concept you said of not being available for that. You know, I'm not available for that thing. And, and I'm sure there's listeners out there that are sitting there like, yeah, you know, in the past I've, I've set a boundary around my time and then the very next day I, I broke it. So, so what do you normally say to people that, that, that say things like that? What, what's your suggestions for people struggling with their boundaries? Well, the reason with the boundary, and I think the explanation for the boundary, because if you're implementing a boundary and people don't understand it, so I have said to people, you know, moving forward, I am no longer available to drop everything for you. I am no longer available. I don't think people are speaking their boundaries enough. So if you're having trouble implementing a boundary, my first question would be, does the other person actually know that a boundary has been put in? Mm. And I think that is the one of the core differences between your boundaries being successful is being able to say to family, I don't, I no longer choose to engage with this particular person. I no longer am going to be answering my phone for calls after 7 p.m. What, whatever it is, verbalizing the boundary to the people that you're enforcing it with makes it very clear cut mentally going i'm not going to do that anymore but then having somebody who doesn't know that coming and asking and pushing i think that makes it a little bit more challenging so i tell people what my boundaries are i tell them what i'm not available for anymore and then it's up to them to decide if they're going to accept it if they want to choose to push back against it well that's their choice but they know that they're pushing against something rather than coming to me now with the expectation of what always was and expecting it to happen. That's so, my take. 
so tell me why then why do you think people aren't putting themselves first what what's what fundamentally went wrong where people are i guess people pleasing and dropping everything and like how come people end up there look i think a lot of it's it's conditioning it's conditioning from when we were growing up we always had to ask for permission. We have people guilting us. We see things on social media with the expectation. And I can I speak from a woman's perspective that women are nurturers. Women are givers. Women look after everybody else. And that when we don't fit that, that narrative, we get shamed, we get guilted, and we get punished. So I've been punished in the workplace before, and I'm sure there's probably going to be women that are going to resonate with this. I've had a general manager say to me, why can't you be so feminine? Why are you so defiant? Why are you so strong? And you get punished for, you know, for those kinds of things. So we get told that we have to be a people pleaser to succeed. And I just don't accept that anymore, obviously. But it was something that I I faced, especially in my working career, that you have to show up a certain way to be successful. Any other way, you get shamed and you get punished. You don't get a pay increase. You get skipped over for a promotion. So women especially um, walk a very particular path around that, around the expectations. And it's slowly changing. But for the older generation of women, we still have we still have that conditioning to to break down. So apart from boundaries to help break down this conditioning, what else do you generally recommend people do? Like if I'm sitting at home now and I want to, I don't know, do something this afternoon that's going to help me on my journey, what do you generally recommend people people do? All right, I'm a huge fan of future visioning of going what do i really want what do i give myself permission to dare dream for or or hope for or think if only now i'm a huge believer in miracles and magic as well so but to think what what do i truly want and start imagining that start feeling that into my body start thinking of the ways that how could this come true how could this work and, you know, with Embrace, the, the program that I run, it really is looking at those things that what do I secretly crave? What do I really want? You know, I love attention. You know, it's one of the, the shadow values that, um, that you taught me, Ben, that absolutely transformed my life, learning about shadow values. What are those things that I secretly crave that I've been told I can't have? How can I turn those things around and make them a strength? So if I'm secretly craving attention and I'm not going after what I want and my life doesn't feel fulfilled, how can I utilise that? But I think it always starts with that big vision. What do I truly want, whether it's for my life, in like my complete whole life or for the next week? Because when you can see it, you can think about it, you can feel it, and then you can start creating the actions to hold it and make it come true. In this best-selling book of yours you've you've written about this concept of combining four core elements together the idea of the physical the mental the emotional and the metaphysical 
I guess what I wanted to find out, and probably the listeners want to know as well, is what what's the best way to start to incorporate those concepts? And for the people who haven't read the book, I guess give them a bit of a an understanding of how those four things relate to them being able to go out there and embrace what they truly desire. Okay. Well, your physical body, <clears throat> which I didn't know for the longest time, um, is your unconscious it's your cells will sabotage you or not understanding how your physical body and connecting in with that and creating a feeling of safety in your body and being aware that your thoughts create the frequency the things that uh, you're attached uh, that are attracted to you um being aware of the emotions uh that you're feeding your cellular body and the thoughts and the frequency so all of those things tie in and i have to say for me even those three things, knowing them and working with them made a huge transformation in my life. But when I added the metaphysical and the the completeness of the laws of nature or the laws of the universe, um, however you want to call them, and understanding how my thoughts, my very thoughts created my outcomes from a vibration and a frequency, understanding how all of that worked together and understanding that I truly am the one common denominator in my life, that's the, the power of, of healing and true transformation. Because when you're at cause in your life, it's you, it's your thoughts, it's your intentions, it's your actions that create, create your whole world around you. So this is where it all goes back to that giving yourself permission i feel like i've gone completely off on a tangent that's good <laughs> skipped away from the the question but for me embracing the the metaphysical part was the final piece that brought all of my other healing tools together and allowed everything to make sense so for the people out there who are not i don't know exposed to the concept of metaphysical or maybe they've heard it when you talk about metaphysical which in your book you listed as you know the powerful connection right tell me what does it mean that the metaphysical and and more importantly how can i bring it into my life you like because the way in which you talk about it, it it like is i guess the the magical missing ingredient which is really what you just said again and reiterated that so it's two things how do you describe that to the person who hasn't come across it? And then how do they bring it in, you know, to use your word, how do they embrace the metaphysical element of what makes their life up and what their desires are? Perfect. So Aristotle called metaphysicals, the metaphysical metaphysics, the first philosophy um, or wisdom. And I've got this on um, some notes. Like I just, I love it. So metaphysics explores the nature of being, of existence, of reality, um, the first cause principles. And cause and effect is uh, one of the, the universal laws in which I've really embraced and operate under. And metaphysics are they're, they're laws that don't change. They're rules or patterns that can be applied to everything in the universe and they're, they're unchanging. You can believe in them or not. You can believe choose to not believe in the law of vibration, which for a long time I refused to. But science has proven what the spiritual people always knew, vibration, our thoughts, the power of our very being to shape our reality, that's metaphysics. 
Um, so I just find the whole whole study fascinating. And when it comes to embracing it, you know, I I actually I still have it by my desk. I've got it right in front of me now. There's these, you know, you can find you can Google it and there's like 12 laws, 16 laws, 20 laws, however many. But, you know, there's the key ones are the law of vibration, law of cause and effect, law of attraction, the law of repulsion, and the law of um, circulation and the law of divine compensation. I'm going to stop there. But go and research them. Go and review them. Go and reflect on how each of these laws impacts your life. You know, the law of vibration, everything vibrates. Like under this law, your frequency, like attracts like. Why would you not choose to feed your physical and cellular body things that make you feel good? Call in the abundance, call in the magic and the miracles. When you choose to feed your mental and emotional thoughts and feelings the the good things and the desires that you want in your life you can't help but utilize the law of attraction you then go and take the actions to create it and it's just this beautiful uh bringing together of allowing you to create your life and up until 2018 i sort of thought only hippies really with the law of attraction you know I was disappointed by the secret because the bag of money didn't fall out of the tree for me but when you actually go and study the science behind it it's so powerful like if you get anything out of this interview go and do some research around metaphysics it will absolutely blow your mind and when you embrace even a couple of components of it things can't help but but change for you so when you're looking into metaphysics, you know, whenever you look at any topic, there's always stuff that stands out, like something you learned, like, oh, that was so cool. Yeah. What for you? Because I know you've been looking at this stuff for a very, very long time and well over a decade, you've been really quite immersed and active in the field of helping people completely transform their lives. Throughout those years, you've been really ingrained in studying metaphysics and so what would you say is kind of like some standout things that you were like oh my goodness that was just that was a next level thing what what are like the yeah. the head spinning mind blowing up moments in your metaphysical learnings well law of vibration was cool because you know and the cellular stuff it supported everything that you had previously taught me but the biggest the biggest thing was the law of repulsion. And I'm very interested. Everyone, you know, they know the law of attraction and we've all watched The Secret and we're waiting for bags of money. But when I learned about the law of repulsion, it really shifted my, my self-talk and the way that I looked at things and it was like I've been repelling all of the things that I've desired through my own thoughts and my own energy. So the law of repulsion is having this attachment, this need of whatever it is that you're wanting to manifest it uh, because addiction and attachment, they, they repel, they push away the thing that you're trying to call in. And I spent all of this time, you know, needing the money, needing the clients. I had to have it. And 
that very energy was repelling in itself and shifting my internal narrative to I desire this, I want to welcome this in um, and moving it from beyond my own need to turning things into an elevation of service and these are a requirement for me to be able to serve at a higher and higher level absolutely completely shift completely shifted the energy around my manifestations and my attractions and from about 2019 I have a joke with my my coach that I've got to be careful what I wish for because things just are happening like that like you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's exciting. So being aware that your thoughts can actually repel what it is that you're wanting to call in, totally transformational for somebody like me who had spent so many years depressed and angry and full of hate and self-loathing. Yeah. Law of repulsion, please go check it out, everyone. How does someone, how does someone, I mean, in, you know, the, the simplest possible way of how does someone avoid the law of repulsion? What, what should we be aware of? What should we be doing differently so we don't get, yep. we don't end up repelling everything we want in life? Well, be aware of the neediness. Like, so when you're thinking of the thing that you're wanting to manifest, call in, you know, as soon as it goes into this internalized me, self, need it, desperate, like oh I have to have it like you can even feel it when you're talking about it like speak out loud what it is you desire and and listen to your language around it is it is it like wrapped up in like fear and like needy energy or is it from a more relaxed welcoming opening inviting in kind of framework um so desire versus have to have, like I think that that language is really powerful and, and you know, when you speak it, hopefully you can actually hear it uh, in your words but also feel it in your body. Like if it feels heavy, if it feels weighted, that's your sign that, you know, let's shift the language around it. Let's turn it into something maybe bigger than just your, yourself and look at it from a, you know, if it's more clients, you know, how will having more clients allow me to share my message, create more wealth, have more abundance? How will having more money? I do desire more money. I require it to be able to reach more people to spread my message to the world. So yeah, that's the 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 language and the energy around it is huge. Nice. I know that uh one of the most talked about things we find people discuss when they're chatting about you and and what you do out there in the world is they talk a lot about your embrace program they also uh, quite often comment about the power of the one-on-one coaching that you provide and i know that our listeners out there obviously they, they want to connect in some way shape or form so just for the listeners out there i, I strongly advise that you do uh, search Trudy out. And the best way to do that as a starting point, I think for most people, Trudy is probably your social media uh, yeah. where they can find yeah. you at uh, Trudy Pavlovsky. And I'll just spell that T-R-U-D-I-P-A-V-L-O-V-S-K-Y. And if you type in Trudy Pavlovsky, Pavlovsky 
into uh, Facebook, you'll find a variety of profiles. You've got a personal one that's Trudy Sparkles Pavlovsky, and there's also yes. Trudy Pavlovsky as well. And I know that when people jump online, they'll be able to find you there. But I also know that you've got an incredible website that's got a wealth of information on it, which is simply trudypavlovsky.com. And I, yes. I know that on your homepage, there's a happiness journal that people can download straight away that gives like 101 tips to learning the most effective way to journal their way to happiness. And so I cannot recommend enough that people um, definitely reach out and connect with you on social media. I know that when people reach out, they can um, have a chat with you and see if there's an alignment, certainly with your Embrace mm -hmm. program. And I know that with your one-on-one -on -one coaching, uh, you, you have you know, quite, quite a, a, a big amount of people that are wanting to jump on board with that. And I think as far as I, I know, the, the first kind of step that you want most people to take is to begin on that Embrace program. Is that, is that the way that it normally works? Yeah, if people, um, so the thing with the Embrace program is I run it live three times a year. Mm. Uh, there is an on-demand version, so you can sign up for it at any time and get stuck into the modules. And I'll let you know when the next live program is due to run anyway. There's um, there's a book and there's additional resources to support you on that journey of embracing all of who you are. And you know, the biggest step with the Embrace program is being able to see all the things they said were wrong with you are actually everything that is right with you. And oh nice. Yeah, that's 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 the best place to start. And then we build on that with some one-on-one -on -one and we we get you out there, whether it's boundaries, sharing your voice, your mission, building whatever it is, it's just allowing you to shine. Mm. Yeah, I think the the cool thing about the people you work with is they, I mean, they even look different after you've worked with them. Like legitimately they look different. They, it's not just the internal transformation that takes place. There's like a, there's something that's happened when they are able to just embrace all of that. So uh, yeah, I, I, again, I just can't stress enough how profound the transformations you create or facilitate in people being able to create in their life. It's, it's quite awesome. Uh, what I, what I'm always wanting to do before we wrap it up is I, I want to just think, you know, what, what is the, the core message or the, the one big tip or the, the, you know, the, you know, the, the little soundbite nugget takeaway that we can take away. Um, what is it you want to say or leave the listeners with? Oh, okay. You've sprung this one on me. <laughs> I think it's um, like I said before, you know, when you take all of those things that they told you were wrong with you and you polish them up and turn them into diamonds, you can't help but shine. That is where your personal power truly lies. Nice. I like it. And I, I think one of the things I loved, you know, in, in the very first sentence of this best-selling book that you have published here, you you say this, this sentence, and I really like it, that you got to stay true to who you are and really listen to that, that inner voice. And I think um, I just like that concept of, for me, what stood out was this idea of if we take a moment to listen to that inner voice and we start to put ourselves first and we start to become a little bit selfish with our time and we start to set these boundaries, I, I really love what you said right at the end there where you, where you said that if we just looked at all the stuff that we were told 
Uh, and how did you, the stuff we were told that was wrong with us was wrong with us is actually all the things that are right with us. I, I just, I think there's such a profoundness to just that whole idea because we don't look at that. We don't look at these things that are wrong with us because they're wrong with us, you know, <laughs> like we don't, we don't want to look at it. We want to turn the other way. But I, I think what I, I love most about the work you do is you get people to turn around and stare at it and then yep. immerse themselves in it and then embrace it. And I think in doing so, that's where they just take off and they, they shoot through the roof. So There's no uh, shame or guilt or judgment around who you are anymore because mm. you're like, actually, that's not wrong with me. I love that about me. Whatever mm. it is, when you, you love it, you, you can't have judgment against it anymore. You're free. Mm. You set yourself free. Yeah. I love it. Nice one. Hey, Trudy, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on to the show today and for sharing your wisdom and really just giving some quite practical takeaways. For me, I'm going to really just sit down and, and meditate because, I mean, you know, obviously I've run a lot of workshops and I've run programs before, but I've never sat down and just thought about compiling a list of everything that I've been told is wrong with me. Like I've, I've, I've actually never thought of that. Like I'm just sitting here like, I think I've had a breakthrough. Like I'm legitimately going to sit down and write a list of everything everyone told me was wrong with me. And then I'm just going to embrace it. And I think that's such a, a practical takeaway for me. I, I mean, I don't know what the, the, the list is online have taken away, but for me, I, I'm actually excited to just sit down now and just go, all right, all, right. all the things I was told, this is wrong with me. That's wrong with me. I've, everyone said, this is wrong with me. So I like that. I, I, yeah, I really appreciate that, those nuggets along the way, and especially that one right at the end there that Thank I'm, I'm going to act on. Uh, so Trudy, again, for the people online, please uh, visit social media, jump on Facebook and look for Trudy Pavlovsky and or Trudy Sparkles Pavlovsky and also go to her website, trudypavlovsky.com. And uh, again, download some of these incredible resources and, and reach out. And I, I just suggest everybody just join the Embrace program. Don't, don't even think about it. Like it's not, you just, just join it. I've seen over the years so many results come from this program and i've known you for a very long time and and i i just i just have to say to everyone listening up just you just do it like it's don't don't consider it or listen to ben everyone just yeah, do yeah. it but, but I've got you. and i you know for those of you online listening in i've known trudy for well over a decade and i just know that she is brilliant at what she does and I have also heard people coming out of this Embrace program and I've seen them literally transformed. So drop everything, join the program. That, that, that's, that's my suggestion. That's my advice. Um, take it or leave it. My advice is take it straight away. Um, so Trudy, thank you so much for coming on. Once again, it's been an absolute pleasure interviewing you. Thank you for having me. It, it's been fun to be here, fun to do this. Thank you. Nice. And again, if you want to find out more about Trudy, uh, you can do so by visiting elevatebooks.com forward slash authors. And always remember, giving yourself permission to do what you love is the key to elevating all areas of your life. And until we meet again, share your light, live your love, and do whatever it takes to be your own best friend. Thank you so much for dialing in and bye for now. Thanks for listening to Elevate Podcast, the fastest way to elevate your life. For more information, visit www.elevatebooks.com.